This is a Kirkendall Barrett presentation, darling. <laughs> Dad is dead. There is a dog. You bought strawberries. <laughs> Who do you think you are? You buy homemade bread? What are you, QAnon? <laughs> what makes him happy? Uh, Not being in this movie? Not being in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> a lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about your favorite movies on Lifetime and just Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kurt Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett, and hello, Jason Bowers. Well, my arms are in pain, and it's your fault. Me? Whose fault? Mine or you and Jason? How? What do we because do? Because I was supposed to go to chill yoga, but we were recording at six, so I switched my yoga class to yoga sweat, to sweat yoga, and I thought that it was you know it's yoga. It's supposed to be calm, right? Well, the first song that they played was like Toxic from Britney Spears, and so I knew I was in trouble. <laughs> Love that song, but not really a relaxing yoga song. Definitely not. No, no they don't. They yeah. played, well, they, okay, look, listen to the progression of songs. First it started toxic, and then it moved into Beyonce. So you know that this was not a bellow clock. So now my arms hurt. Les, were you doing yoga to Skrillex today? <laughs> and you're mad at us. Yes, because I, I signed up for the 6.30 class, and then I was like, oh my God, that's right, I've got to record. So I moved to the, because I'm doing a yoga challenge at my yoga studio. So if you do 20, if you do 20 yoga classes, then you can win stuff. Yeah, they did that at this yoga studio I go to, but I did not uh, succeed. They never do that at the place I go to. All the music is like this mellow Zen music. Do you go to a sweat wow. yoga though? Because those hot yoga, they're, they're supposed to be intense. No, no, no. It wasn't hot yoga. I go to this place called One Down Dog, okay. which is across the street from a hot yoga place. I go to One Down Dog in Silver Lake. Well, what is sweat yoga besides Britney Spears in the background? Uh, oh, and then they, they made us use weights, too. Jeez. That's not really yeah. yoga. But we did yoga poses with weights. Okay. I know. It was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, this, this sounds like a combination of things. And then what else did I do? Oh my god, I went to a play last night, and one and one of the actors. Wait, oh my god, this I forgot. This actually kind of fits in. So well, that's good. We're talking about <laughs> Luke, a Luke McFarlane movie from, and Luke McFarlane is from Bros. Mm -hmm. I went to a play last night. A friend of mine, a friend of mine, did a, a one man show, and I went to it. And I saw an actor from Bros. Have you guys seen Bros yet? Yes. So the no, actor that played the bisexual guy. Oh, Jim Rash. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I sat near him at a at a um, oh, wait. at a play last night. Yeah. I know who Jim Rash is. He used yeah. to be on community, right? Correct. And he's a writer. He he mm -hmm. yeah, he wrote a movie with George Clooney. I get get this. Oh, so on what yeah. On one side was him, and then on the other side, he few people down, was Long Duck Dong from 16 Candles. Oh. 
It was uh, a star-studded affair. Indeed. <laughs> Hong Duck Dong. I'm trying to see what movie Jim Rash wrote. Let's see. He wrote it with um, another guy from the Groundlings who's also yeah, an actor. He wrote The Descendants. Yes. He, was a, he won an Oscar for this. He won the Academy Award. Wait, so I was sitting near an Academy Award winner? Yeah. Yes. Oh, my goodness. For Best Adapted Screenplay. Oh, my goodness. Mm. That's my, cool. my My circles, I'm st- the circles I'm running around with are, are getting, you know... I don't know. You're, clim- you're climbing the ladder. Hollywoody. Right. You're getting closer and closer to that Oscar. Right. And then we were talking <laughs> before crazy. we were talking before we started. Oh, oh, before I go on, I received two separate compliments from two different people about our podcast. Hmm. One of them was from my friend Robin. And we went out for drinks and Robin is like, you know, I've started listening to podcasts and she's like, I started listening to your podcast and, and your podcast is actually funny. Like she was kind of surprised. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> Thanks, Robin. Well, and she loves good the morning, Robin. China report. Oh, oh good. Well, thank you. Thank you, Robin. And then, <laughs> and then my friend Jaquetta. I can't take we, credit. We've talked to, you know, we you guys know my friend Jaquetta. Yeah. We've talked about Jaquetta before. Jaquetta, Wait, we, she's been she on our on show. show. Oh, that's right. Is she the one for, lives in New York? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's the other right. day she messaged me like from her. the treadmill and she was listening to our show on the treadmill <laughs> and said that it was quite well, funny. We'd oh, like good. to have her, her on again because yes. uh, I, I certainly enjoyed have, having her on. Jaquetta, come back. Yeah, Jaquetta. Yes, please. I'm sure she will. I'm sure she will. Um, she oh. she laughed at my stuff. Like when I said something I that was supposed supposed to be funny, she, she thought it was funny. Well, therefore, there she's always welcome back. <laughs> to be oh, fair, you did, you did have an, an applause <laughs> sign hung up behind your head that day. <laughs> well, that yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I wanted to say something because Les goes to these parties and he's dressed like this this recent one. I, and I don't even think he was like home. He was like traveling somewhere and he's dressed in like lederhosen. And it's like, where like, do you have that with you? Do you, do you bring like a, a wardrobe shop with you when you travel or this no, happened I was, before? You, no, you, I was, you went to another party where was you were like this 1920s old timey outfit. Um. So first of all, I was at home. I actually, because I did my show, um, The Royal Black Swan, over the weekend in Minneapolis. It was just a one night only. And it was uh, two of us. Uh, it was me and my friend John Bennett. So he did his show, Fire in the Meth Lab, and then I did my show after. And... Um, and then he was in the 10,000 Laughs Comedy Festival, so I went and hung out there. But what I did is I flew back. My flight left Minneapolis at, like, 5.45 in the morning. So I just went out and went clubbing and stuff and went straight from the clubs to the airport. So I was back in that when you saw me. Uh, but no, I just ordered it on Amazon. Amazon has everything. I just ordered it on Amazon. I feel – this is uh, – uh... 
I have a huge collection of costume stuff, too, from A, just being a gay man living in West Hollywood and Halloween's a big deal here, so I have a lot of costumes from years past. But also, I used to do a lot of sketch comedy, so I've got, like, a whole box of wigs. Well, I have wigs, too. Yeah. I have all sorts of wigs. I haven't, I got some more wigs last year, because when Halloween's over, there's wigs, they're, like, really cheap. And now, I've, I've got to order, I've got, I guess I'm going as Lily Munster, Cause to, 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 no, to I don't even want to get it. I don't even want to get into this. This is infuriating that it's it's now permeating the podcast. <laughs> well, I'm doing it to go to your house. We talked about this at some point. We t- I, mean, I think we talked about it in the thread. So just very, 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 very long story short. I am not a fan of the the whole group costume thing because generally what it is is there's one person that wants to dress up as something and they want everyone else to sort of be their minions and help support their costume idea so i never i i love when people do it it looks cool i don't want to be a part of it and i have a couple people in my friend circle that are always trying to get me to be a part of it i don't want to do it so oh, now there's a, like, apparently a one part of my friend circle wants to dress as the Adams family. The other part wants to be the Munsters and they're all like recruiting people. And it's this chaotic mess. And I hate it all. I hate it all. Well, well my husband like volunteered me when I wasn't there. <laughs> so I was oh. informed. <laughs> and, well. and, and the person who I'm supposed to be has changed a couple of times. So yeah. I guess now I'm Lily Munster, which is fine. So but... if one person could, one person wants to go as a character from Coupling, the NBC uh, remake of the British sitcom, and then all their friends have to go as the other characters as well. That's, that's right. the, the person that proposes the idea in a group costume setting. That is usually what happens. Yeah. So now everybody at this party is going to be either Adam's family or no. the Munsters. No, Jason Bauer. No, no. <laughs> and that is why I got mad when Les said that in the thread is, oh, I, uh, I'm i dressing up for Jason's Adam's family Munsters party. I'm like, that is 1,000% not what my party is because no, it's my party and I'm not like dressing that. as any of those people. I have another costume. <laughs> Plus if somebody comes in dressed as that hand, what, was, it, was it it? Because it it, yeah. First well, of all, cousin I'm it the hand or the, or the or the hairy thing? Oh, cousin it. No, but who's the, who's the oh hand? the thing? The hand thing. is the thing. Yeah, the thing. Someone might come as the thing, and you might mistake it for hamburger helper. I just think there's a lot of confusion here, <laughs> or just a really handsy person. Right. Maybe. Right. You can't you can't be a giant hand and you're the, the thing. Is that what it is? I don't thing. Yeah. yeah. Thing. Okay. Look, this just it sounds like sounds stressful and it's the kind of thing I, I listen to. And I think I'm glad I'm I'm you know more than an arm's length away. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you see, I have a husband that does you know. all the dirty work and I'm just kinda like, whatever. Like I would what, just tell me what I need to do and I'll do it. I'm at <laughs> I'm at that point in the mar- the marriage now, you know, just tell me what I need to do and I'll just do it. <laughs> Are you I, I don't think I'm not going to say who this person is, but uh, Jason keeps seeing a certain celebrity. Is that person going to be invited to this Halloween party? <laughs> I think you should. I, I saw I him again yesterday. <laughs> I don't know if I can say who it is. Don't say who it is yet. I will I will reveal it okay. on the podcast soon. 
Uh, I think you mean to, Jason. Since no, you know. Well, th- because there's there's another thing that's in motion that I'll have to promote. So when I'm promoting that, I'll be able oh, to yeah. tell this whole story too. Hmm. Well, well, the person insert name here. You've seen this person so much now. You might as well nine times <laughs> in three weeks. This person there was is. the star of his own TV show for several seasons on a major network, and I keep running into him. Seriously, okay. might as well just say, "Hey, come to my house. I'm having a yeah. party." It is I not William Cat. It is not William Cat. No, I bet, that's the one. I bet, I bet, I bet the good. person would show up. I, I bet, bet he would consider would. it. Yeah, absolutely. You might know, as well. They're of partying age. Mm-hmm. They would show, probably show up. Yeah. Anywho. I guess we better we get into to tell, this. What? Well, no. Did, did we want to, because uh, Judy Tenuta recently passed away. Did oh. we want to tell our Judy Tenuta stories? Rest in peace, Judy Tenuta. Yeah. Yes, Judy Tenuta passed away last week. And I really, I know every, the funny thing is, I think everybody in L.A. has a Judy Tenuta story. Seriously. So, Kurt, do you have a Judy Tenuta story? Well, I do. Um, I went to... Temple University in the early 90s, like 93, 94, uh, which is in Philadelphia. And so I had performed at a show at Temple, and the audience, the audience there was kind of rowdy. And they were, I was like an MC. I was doing like a stand-up act. And people were like throwing ice at me and um they were it was it was no oh, yeah it was it, it was pretty bad like booing me off stage throwing ice at me it wasn't going well and then shortly after that i see that judy tenuta is going to be performing at temple university and i was thinking hmm i don't know if that's going to go so well for judy tenuta and she was she was like co-headlining with bill bellamy so you know this was the early 90s wow oh and so i went to the show and so, so it's like his auditorium. When Judy Tuna comes out, she, she enters from the back playing her accordion and everybody's excited. But but then they didn't they didn't they did not like Judy Tuna at all, this audience. Aww. And they were they were kind of booing and yelling. I will say that it's Temple University, so majority of the audience was an African American audience, and this was the heyday of Deaf Comedy Jam. Mm-hmm. And people oh. were there. I think people were there to primarily see Bill Bellamy. They weren't having Judy Tenuta. It is an odd pairing. Her. What's that? It is an odd pairing. Yeah, yeah they for, for booed a, her yeah. off the stage. She actually said no. she 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 gave up. She she finally just said, "You want me to leave?" And they're like, "Yes, leave. Get off the stage." And she got off the stage. Well, she was getting paid anyway at that I, point. Yeah, I guess, and people weren't having her. Ugh. You know, she showed up. Jason, do you have a Judy Tenuta yeah. story? I do. So I used to work for, I, I don't know if I should say who I worked for because I had signed a uh, non-disclosure, although this isn't going to reveal anything horrible about anything, anyone. Uh, I worked for this very famous radio host for a few years, or for like a year. And uh, in my office, uh, I had a, a large, we didn't have like a prize closet like a radio station has where all the, the CDs and giveaways and things are, but there was like a large filing cabinet in my office that was essentially the prize closet. 
And Judy was uh, friendly with this radio host and just like randomly came by the office one day. And I was told like, oh, let Judy like go through the prizes and see what she wants. So Judy was like hanging out in my office, just like raiding my prize uh, file cabinet. And it was, and this is probably like 12, 13 years ago. So it, it was a kind of a eye opening experience to me that someone that like, you know, I I viewed as famous. I viewed as as, as fairly well known. Still has this like childlike instinct to like I want to win free stuff from the radio station, right? I don't remember what so she. What did she get? No, I, 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 I remember her. just a bunch of CDs. Hey, why not? You know, like what whatever was big in like top forty in like two thousand six or seven. Oh, it was probably the CDs. Uh, that's what you that's what you call music. Remember mm-hmm. this? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's probably what she wanted. Well, my Judy Tenuta story is, um, so I have this friend who used to live in the hills, and every year he'd have, like, this big Christmas party. And it was one of these type of parties. And this is a friend of mine who literally is just, like, independently wealthy and just, you know, and he's a very social person. He doesn't live here in L.A. anymore. He moved to Palm Springs, actually. But he's a very social person. So his party, the thing is about his Christmas parties is, like, you would never know who'd be there. Like, one year, Drew Barrymore was there. So Judy Tenuta was there. And so I started talking to her. And then, so whenever I meet someone at a party, I don't tell them what I do. Because I just don't. Because I just don't feel like having that conversation. Mm -hmm. But someone told her. And so then we started talking about career stuff and, you know, she asked me what I was doing and I asked, well, what, you know, what are you up to? And she was telling me how like her career had stalled and she's like, you know, she said her career was at a stall, but she says, you know, at some point that's what happens. And she's like, it happens to everybody. And she's like, you just need to keep going. So I'm just going to keep going. So it was a good, you know, it was inspiring actually. Cause for me too, it's like, to see someone who I used to watch as a kid tell me, you know, tell me the story. Yeah. You know, and then my friend, and then she was doing, so my friend, he did voiceovers. So I guess he met her doing a voiceover. Oh, okay. I get to see that. Yeah. I just, I just, I just loved her. She had such a super unique and we'd never seen it before. Weird sensibility. Right. Yeah. Well, wasn't she, like, basically the stuff that she did, which was considered at the time kind of out there, now actually pretty mainstream? I wouldn't consider, I I think even now I wouldn't consider her stuff mainstream because she was, you know, she was doing kind of a character in a way. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, she had catchphrases and stuff. I mean, it was, it was during an era when um, stand-up comedians kind of had catchphrases and, you know, she was just famous for doing comedy, you know? Well, that was you know, back She, she when, didn't have a TV show or movie or any, anything like that. Well, that was back, though, that, like, if you were a stand-up comedian, you were pretty much almost, for the most part... If you were lucky, you were pretty much guaranteed a sitcom, and you know. I think she was probably about three years too early for that wave. Right. 
Right. She, yeah, she would say, um, it could happen. She was in those. Oh, that's Dr. right. It's that one. Pepper commercials. Yeah. It and could she happen. played the accordion, right? Yeah. Yeah. She dressed like what? really goth on stage. Right. Well, rest in peace, rest Judy. Sorry, Pete Judy. Yes, and I st- I walked out of that Temple University show after they booed her off the stage in solidarity Aww. with Judy. So I never saw Bill Bellamy. Oh, well. Def Comedy Jam. Anyway, well, you know who is alive and kicking? Black China. Do you have any Black oh, China is, yeah. Doing a piece of China. 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 I'm talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. Thank you. Well, this is from page six. This is from uh, September 26th, not too long ago. Today is actually uh, October 10th, 2022. Canadian Thanksgiving uh, and Columbus Day here. So here we go. Here's the headline. It says, Black China gives uh, NSFW, not safe for work, view of breasts, comma, butt, while promoting oh. OnlyFans. All right. Uh, Black China is ready to bear it all. The model showed up for assets in a not-safe-for-work Twitter post Monday that was so revealing it needed a warning. In the short clip... (laughs) (laughs) In the short clip, China, 34, posed in a pair of Daisy Dukes and a white tank top that covered only half of her bare breasts while promoting her OnlyFans account. The mother of two wore a red and blue wig as she gave her fans a glimpse at her tattoos and curvy physique before twerking for the camera. However, (laughs) before fans could take a look at the sultry video, the social media platform warned about its sensitive content. China, who reportedly makes a majority of her income from the subscription-based site, was met with mixed emotions after posting the shocking video. While some of her fans praised the pretty preview, others called her to lay down a good legacy and stop broadcasting nudity on social media. Too much sauce, one fan complimented the model on her famous figure. Times must be hard for you, another follower quipped, while one fan simply responded with a gif of Paris Hilton cringing. Um, (laughs) Despite the fact that the former reality star is now choosing to show off her body online, she reached a settlement back in June with her ex-fiancee, Rob Kardashian, after claiming he posted nude photos and videos of her on social media without her consent in July 2017, China sued Kardashian 35 after he shared private pictures of the model following the end of their wild relationship. The Keeping Up with the Kardashians alum shared graphic photos of what he claimed was China's vagina. As well <laughs> as, well as a video of her, of her with another man in bed. While the former couple uh, reached an agreement in the revenge porn case, China was awarded no damages a month prior when she sued the Kardashian clan for defamation. The model had sued Chris, Kim, Chloe, and Kylie for $40 million for loss of earnings and more than $60 million of future earnings after claiming the famous family ruined her reputation and worked to cancel her and Rob's reality show, Rob and China. China shares a nine-year-old son, King, with ex-boyfriend, Tyga, and five-year-old daughter, Dream, with Kardashian. That's it. Well, you know, the people that are giving her shit are dumb because say what you will about her, her OnlyFans is very successful. Like, she, you know, she's, what do they say? So even if she's not making $25 like they say she is, 
she's making, I'm sure, over a million. So I think that figure is even high, but she's she's making enough money to survive off OnlyFans. That's for sure. Right. Well, and not yeah. just survive, like lead a pretty good life, from what it sounds like. Well, you know, I learned something. About, I learned something about myself when wow. I read this article. Well, I, I read this article right before you know we we, we went on the air. Before we, before we broadcast, and I, I, I said to myself, I have no problem reading this, and that's when I realized I really think need to. I really have to start thinking higher of myself, better of myself, so so that I could be ashamed of reading things like this. Why should you be ashamed? <laughs> wait, wait, yeah, wait, no, wait. I shouldn't. Or I shouldn't be ashamed. No. She's an entrepreneur. It, it's an all good fun. What she's does the, what does she think? I mean, I don't know. She's she's an entrepreneur. No, she's like sisters are doing it for themselves. <laughs> It's like, all I don't need a man. I can make my own money. Mm. You know, you know <laughs> Tokyo Tony might not be happy with it, but hey. You know, we've been oh, trying yeah. to get, you know, how we keep talking about how we would love to have Black China on the show. I think we're aiming a little too high out of the gate. And maybe we should try and get Tokyo Tony on. I would love to get Tokyo Tony on the show. Yeah. But would... But would Miss China come on our show after having to, us having Tokyo Tony? Would I he, mean, would may, be kind of blowing it. Well, maybe, maybe you know, Tokyo Tony says some things that piss off Black China, and Black China's like, "Oh hell no! Here's what really happened. I want to set the record straight." Right, exactly. Like yeah. we'll have Tokyo Tony on, and then we'll say, "Hey, Black China, if you want to give a rebuttal and tell us your side of things, you are more than welcome to come on, and we'll give you." You know, we'll, we'll we'll give you carte blanche. You know, you you can okay. Black China. You can pick the Hallmark movie we're going to yes. watch. Yes, yeah. This this could be the place. This 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 is the place. We'll give you the where... platform. We'll give you the platform to to you know speak your mind. You you can say whatever you want here uncensored. We will give you as much time as you like. All. Tokyo people, all China people come on the show and hash it out. And when you come on our show, please, you know, give us a shout out on your OnlyFans. So some of your only, so a lot of your OnlyFans listeners can become, you know, uh, your OnlyFans watchers can become listeners of the show too and bring our numbers way up. I'm sure there's a huge overlap between the people who for Black China's OnlyFans and the people that will watch uh, Lifetime and Hallmark movies along with us. Well, our podcast there might is be. free. Fair. <laughs> Fair. It costs, it costs you nothing. Wait, so, so, so should, uh, should Kurt and I start revealing parts of our bodies and posting it on Instagram to get people interested in the show? There you go. Maybe. There you go. I might be willing to do that. I don't know. I've been eating a lot of sweets. Give me a heads up if we're going to do that. Ugh, I'm on a diet. I'm going to start. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm on a diet, and it's not even like, like, so, so like. Is it the orange diet? Because Billy Bob Thornton did the orange diet where he only eats orange food. No, this one is actually, <laughs> like, I have to do it. Because, um, you know, I've been teetering with prediabetes for years. I had it under control. I was eating healthy, I exercised, and then I went on tour for the entire summer. And so, you know, you know, Kurt, and you probably know too, Jason, when you're touring, you eat like crap, Mm -hmm. pretty much. So I went to the doctor and my numbers are up. And I I, I was 
I had prediabetes. I got, you know, brought my numbers down, but my numbers are back and I'm right at the line. So I've got to get it together and like stop eating cake. Girl. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm, just trouble. I'm so sorry. I drank a soda. I drank an RC soda today. So, so yeah, so it's like, so, so it's, you know, nothing. So for my, so my thing, I'm not in the danger zone or anything like that, but I need to get it together while I can. Speaking of, of cake, Les, at, at the party right. that we were at on Saturday, there was a birthday cake for our, one of our friends. And it was like right oh. as I got to the party and they sliced it up and they saved me a piece and somebody took my piece of cake. I didn't get cake. <laughs> That was good cake too. I even I had a piece. I did not. Well, well, bitter, you man. Love this cake. I don't know. Maybe I would have eaten that piece. I may. I, I would have entered into a zone of moral <laughs> ambiguity and eaten the piece that somebody <laughs> left behind for somebody. That would, would you eat, so, Kurt? Like, would you eat cake with fruit on it? Like it's a like regular cake, yeah. but there was fruit as part of. You know, I would fruit on it, but I don't like. Cherries, so I'd have to take those off. But anything no else? No cherries. So, that's fine. Well, I'll Jason, that sucks. Yeah. Do you have an idea? Do yeah. you have any idea who did it? No. I don't think I take your cake. No, I don't. Well, that's messed <laughs> up. That's very messed up because it was good cake. That was that was my last piece of cake for. A very long time. Well, then, then I feel I feel like it went to a good cause that that you got to have a piece of cake that night. It's my Even last piece of cake for a very long time. Because over the weekend, it was one of these deals where I figured, well, if I'm going to have to get it together, I might as well just do it on a Monday yeah, yeah. and eat yeah, you what got, I want all weekend. You got to blow it out before you get back on track. Yeah. Right. And I did. So... Today is day one of a new me, a healthy okay, good. me. And speaking of on. health and exercise, oh, let's talk about this movie. <laughs> Not a fan, well, I take show it. Some, show some enthusiasm. Uh, I tried. Taking. I was excited Taking about it shot. because uh, because I enjoyed Bros so much. Uh, and, I, and I enjoyed Luke McFarlane in it so much. He was so charming in that. And we hadn't seen him in a Hallmark movie in, in a while. Because the, right. the last one that I remember that we watched that he was in was uh, A Shoe Addict's Christmas. Okay. Right. The this is the guy that was the lead in this movie? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. He's the uh, Billy Eichner's love interest in Bros. And, and Jason, I, bro, I honestly... Did not think I was gonna like Bros, and I liked it a lot. Like I really liked it. Like yeah. I'd see it again. I, I would too. It's very like forget all the. It's the historic, and you need to see it because of the, the first gay, but from a studio with more money than the independents. Like I don't care about that. It's just a very funny movie. It's hilarious. And, and it, it, it was, and it was genuinely funny. That was the thing. It was, you know, it's genuinely funny. All of the actors were good and entertaining, like not a clunker in the bunch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I totally see it again. So that's like one of the reasons. So when, so when you brought up, hey, well, let's see a Luke McFarlane movie, I was all for it. But Luke. Well, he was, <laughs> he was good in it. The movie was just a little sleepy. Yes. Yes. In fact, he reminds it, me of John... Corbett, 
Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It has that kind of thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you know, I, so I knew we were in trouble. I knew we were in trouble when, so, so we see a lake. That's fine. The, the movie, is, by a- the way, is called Taking a Shot at Love. From home. Taking oh. a shot at love. Taking a shot at my sanity. <laughs> well, in honor of uh, Canadian Thanksgiving, we watched a movie about hockey. Yes, happy Thanksgiving, Canadian friends. And the movie starred a Canadian. Yes. Yep. He was from yes. Thunder Bay. Well, the character was. So, 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 you know, we see a lake, we see a house, and I knew we were in trouble. Because she was not busy. Oh, yeah, that's true. She was just not sauntering busy. around the house. This is what I, my, the first note I wrote down was lady drinking coffee like she's in a Nescafe commercial. And then literally the first exchange of dialogue is her best friend walking in the house and commenting on her how her, her life literally looks like a coffee commercial. It references guys in flannels. They're basically just saying out loud, all the beats of a Hallmark movie now. Right. Just exposition. And and like, in my notes, I wrote, she's not frantic enough. I don't have high hopes for this movie. She's not frantic. A Hallmark, uh, our Hallmark ladies at the beginning of the movie, they always have to be frantic or it's not going to work. Because a a lot of times that's the point of the movie is they calm their asses down by the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's, yeah, I don't know. I don't Her friend's think- name is Aaron, by the way. It's a woman named Aaron. Mm-hmm. I never yeah. heard that before. Probably with an E. Yeah, that's very common. A-A- no, E R I N. Oh yeah. Oh Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. Oh geez, the way they were saying it, it sounded like Aaron, like A A R O N. Canadianisms. Yeah. Oh, they're saying Aaron. 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 Yeah. 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 There are yeah. a lot of girls named it's like Aaron. Aaron. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know Aaron, but I don't know a, a woman named Aaron. Oh, well, it's, they me. also say a boot. It's what happens in Canada? A boot players, players. I told you that story when I was up in Minnesota. They were saying pliers, and they were saying players, players. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Players. <laughs> I kill you with some players while you sleep. Okay. <laughs> that sounded Irish. Yeah, I kind of lost it. <laughs> So her friend, Aaron, put it this way. I was so bored with this movie, I didn't even realize what the heroine's name was until halfway through the movie. I didn't realize her name was Jenna. Well, what's funny is early in the movie, Aaron and Jenna, they made a reference to Matt, who is uh, Aaron's husband. And then they made another reference to Matt. And we were already a point in a movie where I'm like, they've referenced Matt twice. So I know this person we haven't met yet on screen. Yet I don't know the names of the two characters that have been on screen the entire movie. Yeah. Matt's like the wizard, the Wizard of Oz. Matt's like Bitter Betty, but we'll get to that. (laughs) Um, so, so Peter Betty, <laughs> he was. I feel like he's justified in that. Well, no, he was. He was, but yeah. he was. You know, he had like a he had like a sourpuss. Um, well, he you know he resents so, his family. So, by the way, this Jenna, she's 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 kind of like what you were talking about before. Like, I don't need a man because she's in the right. in, she's in the car with Aaron with with Aaron, and and Aaron's like, why don't you get yourself a man with it? 
sweater, like a flannel. She's like, I don't need a man. Right. Well, Jenna did have a very nice house. Mm-hmm. It's huge. And I was like, so you got this house on a ballet teacher's salary? Yeah. And then... I don't know how she got it. Well, no, because, I mean, she had a house with a guest house. Yeah. That's, like, not a shabby house. So, oh, so, so then, um, yeah, Aaron invites her out, and then uh, Jenna's like, no, I've got plans with my cousin. And so uh, then she's teaching her ballet class, and then she announces to the ballet class, okay, kids, don't forget, we have a performance at the Winterfest. So that's the, the carnival of the movie, mm-hmm. the event of the movie. And then um, two mothers walk up to her and they're like, hey, can we talk to you, you know, can we, can we talk to you privately? And so the mothers announce that their daughters, Avery and Grace, are going on to the dance team. And so because they've gone on to the dance team, they can't take class anymore. But the moms were like, well, why don't you start doing things for the dance team as well? And Jenna's like, nope, because I don't believe in competition. Did you guys think it was weird that these two mothers of kids that presumably they have with their own respective husbands, why they went in together to tell her that they were pulling their kids from class? Yeah, I thought that was weird. Yeah, because they wouldn't because like they probably argued about it. Well, you do it, you do it. We'll 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 both do it, okay? Kind of been but, and then these women turned out to be evil bitches too. For no reason. They had no we'll get to it. They had no reason to be bitchy. No. Like none. So so um so so then we um we're at hockey. Well, now we get to the hockey game. Yeah. yeah. We're at, yes. And and our lead hockey player, Luke, what was his name? Oh, uh, uh, Ryan Coop Cooper. Coop was in pain. Coop. Yeah. yeah he's, he's playing for the Rangers. And, and the coach is like, you know, you've been injured and you, your injury is not, you're not well enough to be playing. And so, so you need, so you need to recover. Uh, so then she goes out to dinner with her, uh, Jenna goes out to dinner with her cousin. Right. Uh, I wrote, her cousin was very condescending to her. How was he condescending? What did he say? It just seemed to me, I just, he just, he just seemed like he was talking down to her. That's why, that was the vibe. That could have been a character choice seeing as he was a sports agent. Yes. And then I wrote here, then I wrote here, I had little musings like, her parents must be dead because she has a huge house with a guest house. And she's a ballet student. Oh, so so then her cousin. Oh, wait. No, I think later in the movie, she does talk about them in past tense. I see dead people. She does. Okay. Because they were Hmm. talking about remodeling the barn or something like that. Yeah. And something your dad wanted to do. Father. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, he wanted to do something with a barn. Because, yeah, that was a huge, massive house with, like, farmland. Mm-hmm. So, you know, no, okay. and no shade to ballet teachers, but that well, was, like, you know, a lot of so you, so you inherit a big house, so what do you do? You still have to pay the property taxes. You got to heat that mofo, yeah. which is very expensive. Well, she had issues with that. <laughs> she had That's issues with heating the house. I've learned this. Um, <laughs> it's a big so, problem. So her cousin was like, you know, telling her, you know, I have this one, this one team member. He's hurt himself. And then we find out that she had a dance injury, but she recovered from that on her own. The exact same injury that his player has. Yeah. And, and so, um, so she was, um, so she's like, you know, I used a ballet technique. So, so then we see our, our hockey player. And at first I thought somebody was booing, but then I realized they were saying, Coop. I thought so too. Yeah, it was weird. So yeah, I, I thought they were booing and then I realized that they were going, Coop. So he so he signs a girl's shirt, which you know girls can do sports too. And then um, the cousin was like, "Hey, you," he's like, "You need to see my cousin." But then when he talks to who? Wait, did the cousin? Then the cousin talked to her, right? Or the, he talked to the cousin and he said, "Coop said no, right?" Coop wasn't into it. Then uh, Terry, the cousin, talks to Jen about it, and she's not into it. But then, like, she's uh, in her classroom, and she, like, sad erases the names of the two girls that have dropped out of class. And she runs into the landlord who says he's got to raise her rent. And she's like, well, you know, can't you just, like, hold off? He's like, well, no, i got to raise yours because I'm raising it for everyone else. I'm like, yeah, but you're the one setting the rent, dude. You You could raise or lower it for anyone. She said the same thing I would say. He goes, and then he says, like, if there's anything I can do. And she said the same thing I would say, which is, yeah, you could not raise my rent. Yeah. But he's, he's, he's yeah. like, oh, no, not that. I'm going to well, just. I guess you can't do anything. I'm just going to say what we're all thinking. He's a slumlord. Right. Yeah. So, so then she kind of has to agree to, to coach Coop because it's extra money for her. Yeah. She needs the bread. She's got to heat that house. But then she's talking to Aaron and she tells Aaron who she's helping. And Aaron is like, you don't know who that is. Are you kidding me? You know, he's like the most famous hockey player in the country. So, so Coop gets to the house. No one's there. He reaches under the mat. He gets a key and goes inside and he, you know, uh, Jenna comes home and Coop has made himself very comfortable. And then she, so she walks into her house and even though the TV was on and she lives alone, she didn't look very bothered. No. <laughs> Coming it's home. a good thing. It's good that her place was clean. Right. But coming home and seeing a strange man sitting in your house, eating your food, she didn't look very like, 
oh my God, there's a man in my house. Yeah, even though she knew this guy was coming to stay in her guest house, she should have at least been a little bit like, who the fuck's in my house? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I know he's hot. I know he's hot. And I know he has the power to digmatize a woman with one, you know, with one glance. But still. Otherwise, call the police. If there's someone who's not hot in your house, call the police immediately. Oh, yeah. for sure. And that goes in all circumstances. For sure. But if they're hot, okay, you can wait. Yeah. Look around your house right now. There might be someone you recognize who's not hot. Call the police. Call the police. Have them, you know, get them out. Get them out. If the police step in your house and they're not hot, call the FBI. So then he has the nerve to look at her and like, don't you knock? <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, don't you knock. Because he thought he was in the guest house. A nice guest house. Because, yeah, because she's like, uh, this isn't the house. That's the house. Which, they were acting like the house in the back was like some kind of fucking shack. And then they go inside and it's a very nice little house. Oh, no, it looked like a nice little wafer ad. Yeah, But, yeah, they I were guess- like. He was acting like, you know, she was having him sleep in an outhouse or something. I'd be thrilled to stay in a place like that. But I guess this is this. These are stories about people with like tons of money. You know, I guess. Where, where he's coming from, the streets are paved with gold, as they say. Yeah. I mean, yeah, to be fair, he is a major professional sports star. So when he's staying in hotels, it's probably very nice ones. And, well, and the thing is, though, barn. where I do have to back him up is there was no television. That was dumb. But it's like you can watch your phone. You watch your phone. You have an iPad. Mm -hmm. Exactly. On my iPad and phone, I have it set up that even, and this is like even when I was out of the country, like when I was in Canada, I could watch certain channels, certain streaming on my TV back at home on my phone. Well, clearly this movie is a commentary about the slumlords that run our rental markets. The slumlord that owns the commercial property and then how Jenna is, she herself is becoming a slumlord too. Yes. Exactly. That's what we're going to. It could also be uh, like a sort of showing a bygone era of nostalgia. Like back when we used to watch our old black and white TVs and watch the Cable Ace Awards. Right. Hope that Dream On would finally win. Oh my God, I remember that show. God. Dream On with Brian Benben. That was his name, yeah. right? Wasn't that from yeah, the creator? He... The creators that went on to do Friends. Was it? I believe it was. Yeah. And then what was the other one? Larry Sanders. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was funny. That had Hey Now. <laughs> Hank. <laughs> Hank is hey now. I remember, remember when Hank, I know we're, we're going off on a thing, but <laughs> Larry Sanders show is ending. So Hank gets a part of the sitcom. He, he gets on Caroline in the city and he comes and he's a plumber. And he, he goes, I'm here to fix your sink. Hey now, hey now. Here to fix your sink. Hey now. She, she's like, excuse me, what, what, why are you changing the dialogue? Well, I think that's what people expect from me. <laughs> um, oh, so, so then she's like, okay, class starts tomorrow. And so she, she had it set up. So he was going to do classes with the kids, with, like, the different kids. And she's like, don't be late. No, it was a private session. That's what it was supposed yeah. to be. Oh, the, okay. So she's he like, don't be up. late. Yeah. And then Aaron. So Aaron is, like, totally digmatized by him. 
bringing them baked goods. I wanted to know, actually, because at the very beginning of the movie, Aaron or Jenna made baked goods for Aaron because Aaron was going to drive her to the city. And it was in this basket with like this blue like cloth in it. And so when Aaron came over with baked goodies for Coop, it was the same basket. So I thought there was going to be a joke about her like regifting the baked goods. Right. But nope. That would have been too slick for this movie. So, so, um, so she's just like gaga over him. And then he's, of course, like, hey, you can call me Coop. And she's like, Coop. She's about ready to ride that steeplechase. She sure is. And that, well, and that, I can't, I can't fault her for that. I really, you know, I can't fault her for it. You're about ready to ride that steeplechase. <laughs> I sure would. <laughs> is is he considered like a, is is he a considered a handsome man in many circles? Oh yeah. yeah. I, I mean, considering that he's the romantic lead in both Hallmark movies and Bros, a gay romantic comedy that actually skewers Hallmark movies, like it yeah, shows it they- shows. He, and he's a good actor too. Like Luke, is, like went to Juilliard. He's actually a good actor and is really connected in both movies. Yeah, and, and I love the fact that they spend with Bros. They spend like the entire movie like trashing Hallmark yeah. movies. <laughs> Except in Bros. is called Hall Heart. Overtly. Oh, it's oh, very okay. obvious that they're making fun of Hallmark. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and like how they've so. become more inclusive, and like what was the uh, there's like some new <laughs> a, a show with like um uh, like not queer uh, trans I don't know if it was transgender people. It was something like that was <laughs> several steps beyond where Hallmark has has yeah. come. But like what would oh, be the logical polyamory? Com- yeah, like polyamory. <laughs> Like all, oh, okay. the, the joke yeah. was, you know, Hall Hart is so so open minded everything that now they're doing a Hall Hart style movie about polyamory. Yeah, it was about polyamory. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> um, so, so of course he he shows up late for class, and then the little kids, the little kids, I was like, oh, they're cute. So he had to take class with the little kids, which I mean. You know, they were cute little kids. And so then um, she was like, you know, make sure you stretch. And he didn't have rhythm, of course, because, you know, it is a Hallmark movie. And so he's got to start off rhythmless and then have rhythm by the end. And so then they show them the next day and they're making coffee and she's making coffee in like a weird sort of, she's kind of a curmudgeon this one. Well, this is the pour over. It's a very fancy, like hipstery way to make coffee. And then she baked him a quiche, but he really didn't know what a quiche was. Which yeah. I thought everybody knows what a quiche No, is. he knew what it was because he was just making fun of the, the bougie pour over coffee. And she basically said, I'm not bougie. And then immediately followed that up with, I made you an egg and spinach quiche. And he just kind of gave her a look of like, you just said you were a bougie and now you're offering me quiche. Oh, okay. Oh, I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I missed it. Cock crowed in the beginning of the scene. A what? <laughs> A what? A cock crowed. You know, like, cook it out or do. Cock crowed. Cock crowed? <laughs> yeah. Oh, like a rooster. Yeah. 
Oh, a cock crowed. Got it. Okay. Yeah, we're, 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 I was I was hearing it as C R O A D, and I was like, "What is crowed?" Versus just hearing oh, like okay. spelling it the way like yeah, I was spelling it weird in my head, so I didn't know what you were saying. Okay, yeah. So so then she has this little sign, and it says "Who? Where was it? Hugu? Like Haiga? Yeah, Haiga. It was like I a Danish word. H Y G G E. And so she says in Denmark, because he was like, well, what does that mean? And she's like, you know, it means happiness, surrounded, drinking cocoa, surrounded by your friends. Like like you said, Jason, like a cocoa, like yeah. she was in a cocoa commercial. Yeah, she was, again, like just basically saying what they're trying to uh, uh, get out of the audience by making this movie. And then he's basically telling her, you need to chill out, even though she really wasn't that high strung. So she like in this moment we're finding out that she's of Danish descent, which I yeah. thought was weird because I thought she was Spanish or you know Hispanic of some sort. And her the actress's name is Alexa Panavega, so it was weird right. to me that they didn't address her Danish roots and like how that mixed with whatever she's mixed with, right. Right. That was kind of like the time that Meghan Markle was in a movie and they never addressed that she was biracial. And I don't think it's necessarily something that needs to be talked about in every movie and every role. But if they're going to make a big deal out of centering the premise of this movie around this Danish word, then we should probably learn a little bit more about the rest of her heritage. Right. I guess so. Did you, but, but do you really want to hang in there for all that, for her dissecting her family tree? I mean, it's yeah. it's like a simple line of dialogue, you know, because they they normally have the, the beat in these movies where they each talk about their families and their upbringing and talking about their presence either in present or past tense. And they didn't yeah. really have that in this movie. Because normally it would be like, my mom was living in Madrid and my dad went to Madrid on a on a senior year abroad trip from Denmark mm-hmm. and they met and they fell in love yeah. and then moved great here grandpa, to grandpa. Great, great grandpa Luigi knocked up that Danish woman during the <laughs> Spanish American war. Right. It was so unusual that she was there. I remember we <laughs> never quite understood it. And then they moved here to Vermont to start a farm. Oh no, they could talk generations for generations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, that could be so, an Easter egg where you could click and see their her ancestry.com. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that actually would be a good sponsorship opportunity for Hallmark. Yeah. Uh, so 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 he basically tells her, you need to chill out and get balance in your life. And he says, Well, I'm here to get my life back. And you need to like get a life, basically. Damn. So so the next day he's late for class again. And they're talking about his workout, and he was complaining that there was no ice bath. And she's like, well, you can use my pond, and that could be your ice bath. I never saw a pond. This was a missed opportunity for Hallmark, because Hallmark every now and then will give us a little bit of skin. Just a little right. bit. They'll show the hot guy shirtless. This was their opportunity to have very attractive Luke McFarlane shirtless getting into an ice pond, but they never showed it. They talk about it, and then they never paid it off. Right. I agree. 
Um, do, 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 do. So, oh, yeah, so then, uh, yeah, then they start going through some ballet routines. She uses gay stuff to um, to get. Oh no, I'm sorry, it's guy stuff. Guy stuff, yeah. She uses guy stuff <laughs> to kind of get him get him to do this ballet routines, you know. Guy, I guess, like manly references. Yeah, she was stuff. like referring to like you know you can't have a, a build a house unless you have a, a strong foundation of cement there. And then I wrote then, here he started sounding like a misogynist. What did he say? Guy stuff, girl stuff. Mm-hmm. Men are into cement. So, so then they're talking, and then he says, "Well, the reason why I'm here is I'm doing this for my team." And then she's like, well, what if it doesn't work out? Don't you have a backup plan? And he's like, you know, no. Like, no, I don't. Because a backup plan means that I'm going to quit, and I'm not going to quit. And then we find out that she was a professional dancer, and he's like, oh, well, you were a professional dancer. Why did you stop? And she got very caged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's also very narrow-minded like she's um which probably probably is a sign of privilege because there's like certain things she there's a lot of things she won't do like she will not she doesn't have anything to do with a contest any kind of competition and the competition they could win money and she's complaining about not having money because the rent was being raised and the competition they were gonna win money yeah i think the the main maybe problem with why this movie didn't resonate with us is because they flipped the script instead of the woman being busy it was the guy that was busy he was real career focused he's like i gotta go 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 and she was the one that's like no small town i'm chill dude i'm not you know i don't want to do these other things well they need to stop messing with the formula we need our ladies to be busy and frantic and overworked or or the movies don't work (laughs) <laughs> right so oh so then um jenna has uh aaron over for dinner with her husband matt and i was like oh we have a little interracial couple going on he was adorable hallmark, the new hallmark and and of course aaron i love that aaron's husband is there and she's asking so where's coop where is he mm. um and then she's like, Aaron and Jenna's like, well, you know, I don't want to mix business with pleasure. And Aaron is looking at her like, he's hot. You're dumb. But they do. We do get a little hint as to why Jenna is no longer professionally dancing. It's because she right. did mix uh, personal life and professional life, and it didn't end well. Well, you don't sleep with the director. Well, we didn't know that it, what happened yet. Uh, so, so then. The doorbell, the doorbell rings. There's a delivery man, and he's bringing a big, giant TV. So Coop is like, look, I'm sick of not having a TV, so I just rented one. I didn't know that like hey, uh, the appliance rental was still a thing. I didn't mean I never knew it was a thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you, yeah, you could rent a TV That was a big ago. thing in, like, the 80s. You'd see ads, especially, like, in New York TV, like, uh, uh, Rent-A-Center. It'd be, it'd be like know. a rent-to-own thing. Like, oh, you know, I need, need a new uh, fridge because mine died. So I'll pay, you know, a higher rental cost because I don't have good credit to go get a loan or whatever. But I'll pay it off slowly and then it'll be mine. 
And like I said earlier, especially since you could watch TV on your computer or your iPad or even your phone. I thought maybe he was just buying her a TV. Doesn't he have some money, you know? Yeah. TVs are very inexpensive now, comparatively. He could get a reverse mortgage on the TV. (laughs) Right? There's many options here. So the thing is with Coop, Coop is actually nice for the most part, but she's kind of being bitchy to him. And like, uh, Aaron is like, yeah. well, like, so they're having dinner and, and Aaron's like, well, why didn't you come and join us? And then, you know, she's being kind of bitchy about that. And then he brings pizzas and then Aaron is like, oh, well, we're going out for drinks. You want to come? And then Jenna's bitchy about that too. And he's like, sure, I'll go and hang out with you. Like he was kind of, he was actually not a bad guy. So they go to the ice bar, um, yeah. which actually looked kind of fun. We find and out then, that Matt is a real estate attorney. And then I wrote here, Matt has an attitude. A attitude. Yes, he did. There. I see what he did. See that? Attitude. Scout. I wonder if he's an ethic. Is he an ethical attorney? Well, some him, of these. Of course, he is. Some of these. Uh, anyway, I'm not gonna say anything else. In Lifetime, see, in Lifetime, he wouldn't be so ethical, but in Hallmark, he's he's ethical. Um, I recently talked to an attorney about an attorney. I like that. Uh, I like those apples. Is it like an attorney? Attorney. I don't know, but I probably said uh, too much because these people are, are probably going to listen to this. And oh, me. you got your attorney no. to listen to us. Hi, attorney. Yeah, oh, hi. Thanks no, for listening. No, 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 no. Enough. I've said too much. I've said too much. Oh my God, my neighbor. So there's this neighbor that I have <laughs> that lives in the apartment, like the, a building away, and his car is so obnoxious and has no muffler. When he turns his car on, I can hear it in the living room. Anything. So hire an attorney and sue them. I should. I just realized no, that, that Kurt is paying his attorney billable hours for listening to our podcast. Oh, <laughs> shit. I told you guys about this. I forgot. <laughs> shit. See, I thought I forgot. So you guys know what, what I'm talking about. Uh-oh. Now I'm really in trouble. I, it's, you, it's in your brain. Yeah, it's right. fine. It's fine. So I'll be quiet. Oh, so then so, <laughs> Je- so, so Jenna and Coop go and play air hockey. And then these people are the corny shit. I'll tell you, I, 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 I'd hang out with these people with all this, this, this kind of nonsense. But sure, that ice bar did look fun. Yeah. It's... <laughs> I don't like the idea of, oh, oh, we're going to embrace the fact that it's cold out and like be outside at a bar in the winter. Like, no, nah, I'm good. I, I want to be inside. Well, they didn't know what to do with themselves. Some people had a hat. Some people didn't. Like people didn't know if they were cold or not in this movie. See, and I could see that going down in Canada, though, like people hanging out at like an outside ice bar in the winter. Well, this wasn't set in Canada, though. Oh, true. Or like in Minnesota. I could see people doing that in Minnesota, too. Oh, so so then they're talking about Winterfest again. And then we find out that Matt is still hurt. Like, he's still recovering, but he's still sore. And then, what was this kid? Felix. I wrote Medicaid. Felix. 
Who, oh, who's in the yeah the dance class? Feel it, yeah. So they're they're at the studio and like Coop's doing his his class, his private class, and then one of the kids from her class from earlier in the movie, who let's say gave off a Jonathan from Who's the Boss vibe. Yes, yes, I'm the same thing. Okay, uh, he walks in. He recognizes Coop. Felix Felix is a dancer, obviously, but he also plays hockey. You, yeah, you, get, you get that reference right, Kurt. You know, Jonathan. I know what you're talking Bob, about. <laughs> or the little boy on Ugly Betty. Mark from Ugly. Did you guys watch oh, yeah. Ugly Betty? Really yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, Mark from Ugly yeah. Betty. Mark or the, yeah. the kid from Ugly Betty? Well, Mark is the actor's name. I don't, so rem- I don't, rem- I don't remember if the character's name was Mark in Ugly Betty. But, yeah, but the kid, the kid on Ugly Betty. I know you're talking about the kid for Who's the Boss. I know what, what we're saying here. Um... <laughs> We're saying what we legally can say. If my lawyer's listening, please, you can start billing us now. We're, we're, you know, let us know if we're legally saying the right thing. I remember in Who's the Boss, though, a girl kisses him. Like, they come in the room, and they, they, they catch a girl kiss him. And they say, oh. uh, and, and they, they, they usher her out of the room, and they say, did she make you uncomfortable? And he says, yeah, I like uncomfortable. So I thought that was cute. <laughs> but I understand what you're saying. <laughs> No, maybe you do man i i do <laughs> sorry i didn't mean to i didn't mean to okay show that that that, that rage it's fine, it's fine that kid was in the who's the boss kid did the like theater in new york for like maybe like like uh 20 years ago i remember he was doing a play and stuff like that he was out yeah there. didn't he basically have to start kind of start over again acting wise Maybe. Kind of. Yeah. Like he had to prove himself again. And they started doing, yeah, like theater and. Yeah, he was doing like off, off Broadway stuff. Yeah. Because like wasn't he like there was some there was some and I don't think it's a scandal because he was making an honest living. But did it was something like he was working at the Gap or something and they were making a big deal out of that. I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, I knew he, like, at one point he was working as an assistant at, like, a talent agency or something like that. So, you know, he had worked some, like, you know, quote-unquote regular jobs outside of acting. But a lot of people do. Yeah, I mean, that money, that you know, the money, he, he probably had it in a trust fund until 18. And then, you know, you got to live, you got to eat. So that money ends up going away. Yeah. Well, that money's gone. Just like Judy Tenutis talking about, you know, you have a stall. Well, it was kind of like that guy from the Cosby show that was working at Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. Elvin. Yeah, Elvin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But hey, Trader Joe's has Trader great Joe's, benefits. Yeah. They have great benefits. They have a flexible schedule. They play. They pay a, a living wage. Why not? That's Jeffrey Owens. Who? Um, geez, can I tell this little story? Yes. I think we've Jeffrey told it Owens. on the show before. Huh? I think you've told it before. Jeffrey Owens approached me. I was I was in a, like an improv, like a showcase improv thing, and Jeffrey Owens came on stage. Well, kind of like people were like talking and mingling on stage after the show. And Jeffrey Owens came up to me and asked me, "What's your name?" So I told him, and he said he's he said he's working on a TV show, uh-huh. and he like gave me his information, so he wanted to be on his on his show. There you go. That was nice. And then, yeah, yeah, that's cool. not a bad story. <laughs> no, he scalped a couple people. He he got a he got a couple people out of there. 
And then, but then, yeah, I sent him something. I didn't, I didn't uh, hear. I don't think he had it put together show, but, but he was interested. So that was cool. So now Coop was getting Felix to like hockey, right? Yeah, Felix already liked it. He was already on the team. Yeah, but he sucked. Well, he's working on it. He's, I, I, he's good. I, you know, he's getting better. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, the, the, the premise in the movie is that Felix is good on skates, but he can't keep control of the puck. So he's got good control of his feet because of the dance class, uh, but he just needs some better coaching in terms of the actual play of the game. Right. So, so then the next day, Coop shows up, but he's only like a few minutes late. Like he's not majorly late, so he's improving. And so then they start, you know, they they have the getting to know you scene. So, yeah, we find out he's from Thunder Bay in Canada. And then we find out that four years earlier, she had done a show and he had been at her show and he had a picture. Yeah. They had a photo together. Yeah. He, He had a picture on his phone from four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And you guys don't think that's that's unusual? Not at all. No, I have pictures on my phone from like four years ago. I have my iCloud enabled. I have photos from like 2002 on here from like before I had my iPhone. Yeah, because when you switch your phone, Kurt, you keep your picture. Like, because it's, yeah, it's Jason. Well, not my phone. When you switch your phone, you still have the pictures. My phone fell face first in a parking lot. I couldn't transfer anything over. Didn't you have it in the cloud? No. Oh, no, that's on you. <laughs> Kurt, you're supposed to put it in the cloud. <laughs> I don't have a cloud. This is an Android. Uh, they have clouds uh, for Androids, too. Most of, Wait, I, but I Jason has an Android. No, don't I don't. How dare you? And you have a cloud? Oh. I have okay, my, sorry, I Jesus. I, 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 I don't have an Android, and I'm just joking uh, about giving shade, throwing shade about that. Because when I text one of you, it comes up green. That's not me. I backed up most of them. I backed up most most photos to the computer, and I got to back up the. Yeah, I'll tell you. Get an external hard drive. Well, that's the plan. You better get one. I'll re-listen to the show, so I have my own to-do list. Yeah. Right. All right. So, Boy, so then we right. so Keep we going. find out her story, <laughs> which she dated the director. Well, her director sounds like an asshole. So she dated she dated her director. Then she got hurt, and so mm-hmm. while she was convalescing, uh, he dumped her and ended up dating and marrying one of her co-stars. The, her well, understudy, a, who took her part. Yeah, understudy. Yeah, yeah. He, she was like her. her it, she was like the girlfriend understudy too. So it's basically like idea. Beanie Feldstein. Who's that? You know who Beanie Feldstein is? We're uh, talking about Beanie Feldstein. Funny Girl. Was on Funny Girl, and then she got replaced by Leah Michelle. But. Oh, I do know. I do know about that, yeah. But, but Beanie called out sick a lot. And so while Beanie was getting trashed in the reviews, her understudy took over and was getting like rave reviews. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that. But isn't there isn't there a problem with Lee Michelle as well? Well, yeah. I guess, this is the job that I guess got her uncanceled. Yeah, because she was canceled. She was, she was canceled. She was canceled for threatening to shit in someone's wig. 
Yeah, she did. <laughs> True story. She was. She was going to shit. She was going well, to. Well, she this? she allegedly said this to a. Uh, was it an? Uh, it was either another uh, actor or extra that was on Glee that had come out and <laughs> said that like, hey, Leah's kind of a terrible person, and she was rude to people, and she did did and said these things. She was going to shit in a wig. One of the yeah. things was she allegedly said that she was going to shit in this actor's wig. Yes. Boy, women are shitting these days. It's her and the her. This is what's been going on. There's a commercial about it. And I never even considered women shitting. I don't think about it. Have but now it's like in my face. What? I hope it's not your face. That? It's in my face. Have you seen that commercial, that just... Kurt? No. There's a commercial where a woman talks about it. She talks about what? This problem of women shitting? Yeah, and she's like, you know, women do it Publicly. too. Like in the commercial, like well, women do it too. It's all. I mean, it's 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 all over the news these days. I'll tell you. It's like the new trend. We're talking about on podcasts. Anytime I turn on the news, oh. it's, it's uh, Ukraine. It's uh, January sixth, and it's women shitting. Right. Well, you know, I don't know. I was seeing this one one time. I walked. Uh, Oh, I know. It's things during the day. Oh uh, yeah, we don't want to hear the story. So it's, it's a good they, idea. They show it during the day, Kurt. I'm sure you don't watch daytime television, do you? <laughs> no. I. Uh, uh, so, like, when I'm watching, you know, close Days the bathroom door, Lives. ladies. That's okay. Yeah, okay. Go. When I'm watching Days of Our Lives or Jennifer Hudson or one of those shows, that's like a commercial that's always on. Have you watched the Jennifer Hudson show? No. I don't even know there was one. What is it? Just talk show. Talk show just premiered. Talk I, 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 uh, I, I like Jennifer Hudson. I think she's talented, but I, she doesn't have the kind of personality that I think screams. Uh, invite her into my living room every day. We need a new Oprah. That's what we need. Yeah. We need a new Oprah. We need like because Sherry Shepard. I like her, but she's no Wendy Williams. We're sure, you know, we're, I'm missing Wendy Williams right now. Yeah. But anyway, uh, uh, oh, so we know that they're falling in love because he shows up on time. Okay. And, but, oh, but he know. shows up on time on a day that she told him that you need to, like, you can, re- you need to rest because you're doing too much. And he showed up on time on the day that he was supposed to be resting. So he was still defiant, but in love. So they go on a walk and they have differing opinions about dancing because she says that she doesn't want to do that contest because dancing shouldn't be about winning. And he was like, well, actually, it should be about winning, like hockey. By the way, they also say when they get to the ballet class, uh, they say it, not me. They said that Felix, the Felix, the little boy, he needs he needs to practice his transition. <laughs> Let's see. Just quoting the movie. Yeah, that's a line yeah. of dialogue from the movie. Yeah, but I don't think you can practice it. Like you either got to do it or you don't. I'm not just saying that's what they're saying. So, oh, so then we go to another scene, and, like, she's sitting in her house. She hears a noise, and Luke is, like, flipping the puck on his on his Coop is puck stick. juggling, is what they called it. Puck, yes. puck juggling. Yeah, he is, he's 
board. Which is not the, the same as a cock crowing. Yeah. There was a cock the crowder. <laughs> now a puck is going on. He's he's bored. He's outside throwing a puck up and down. He's bored. You're a grown man. Find something to do. Right. So so then she invites him in for food. The fuck is ever bored? There's a gazillion things to do. All right, I'm sorry. Well, um, Break the leaves. <laughs> in the night. He's a guest and shouldn't be walking around on his foot. Right. You gotta just... You, you got to do something. She's, she's got that huge house. Offer to come in there and start vacuuming. Or do you know, there, there's always shit to do. God, <laughs> I don't, I've never gone outside and thrown a puck up in the air. I don't I have that luxury. Sorry, Kirby, you need to live a little. <laughs> oh, that's right. I got to go outside and throw a puck in there. Probably hit me in the head. Oh, so, so, <laughs> Rush to the so hospital. She invites, she invites I was bored. Right. She invites him in for dinner. And then, and then Kurt, this is your favorite part. Dessert. What'd they have? S'mores. Oh, oh yeah. S'mores. Yeah. We've talked about s'mores before on this show. Probably because it keeps coming up in these stupid movies. They use it as a plot point, like a fuck ton in Hallmark movies. And it's like we've seen in Hallmark. We get it. These these adult humans know how to take a graham cracker, a marshmallow, and a piece of chocolate and hang it over a fire for a couple of minutes. We get it. I do like s'mores, though. I don't, actually. I know you don't. We talked about this. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I thought, we, I, I was thinking, how are we going to get through this movie? This was so boring. But I have well, to tell you, Kurt, I'm, I'm, having, like I'm having a lot of fun now. You like s'mores, Kurt. <laughs> I, would, I do, but I mean, would, do you guys want to sit outside in the freezing cold and eat this stuff? I don't think you do. No. <laughs> I don't want to sit inside and do it either. I like all the ingredients in s'mores. I don't like them together. And yeah. I don't like and I don't like the way it drips all over everything after you've hung it over the fire for a few minutes. That's true. Well, it's a problem. I don't want to eat a like a burnt marshmallow and, and you know there's a you you been, you inevitably end up doing that. Yeah, sometimes they're like scalding hot. <laughs> and people that. always bite into them when they're scalding hot too. It's like wait. Well, that's when it's the meltiest. If you let it cool off, then the marshmallow recongeals. <clears throat> Have you guys ever actually <laughs> gone Camping, like go up in the woods, stay in like a tent. No, done that kind of. Those days are done. I've never done it. Not something I I would ever enjoy. But those, I camped because I had to because my dad liked to camp. But you know, oh, you now that I'm adult. I would. Now that I'm an adult, now I would stay in a lodge. I'd stay in a lodge. I'm talking about hardcore. You're up in a mountain, so I'm like staying in a a, a tent. Oh, scared of bears. Well, but you know. My husband, my, 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 so my husband's cousin, so my husband is named John and he has a cousin named John and cousin John has a farm in the British countryside. And what cousin, what cousin John does is he has like these yurts and women come from London and go glamping. So I think we're going to glamp on his, in one of his yurts. What's glamping? soon. It's, glamorous camping. Well, it's it, that, exactly that. It's it, they call it camping because you're kind of outdoors, but you have all of the luxuries of not camping. So you're not really camping. Yeah, because the yurts, like the big tents, they have electricity. They have like oh. beds, like no. you know, a TV. So it's basically like the, remember the TV. Harry Potter tent? No, remember, I remember the Harry, Harry Potter Anderson's tent. They had tent. the tent, and the tent was like glamorous on the inside. It's like a Harry Potter tent. 
I don't well, know this, but I haven't I'm, seen all the hair. You got to have that. No, you have to have a tent in your, your backpack. And, oh, no. The only backpack I'm going to have is a backpack with, like, stuff in it for the the lodge or the cabin. My backpack is going to have the room key for the very nice hotel I'm staying at and a yes. different vacation location. Yes. You know. I'm willing to camp. I'm willing to give it a shot. Oh. See, but it's got to be with the right person. I, I, oh. Or people. I could be convinced oh. to do that. So would you take – would you camp with a lady? Yes. Now, there are certain things I wouldn't do. We get into the Amber Heard, uh, Michelle Lee stuff. I would say no. no. Hard no. But at least I hope I would. But, but camping, I'd say yes. I'd be open to that. See, my camping days are done. They ended when I turned 18 and left home. Anywho... So wait, I just realized what Kurt was saying there. So Kurt's only barrier to camping is like, I don't want people shitting in wigs. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. Other than that, I am all about the, the great outdoors. No, they ask me, does a bear shit in the woods? I said, I just don't want you shitting on me. The and then we go camping. Well, you don't care if the bear shits in the woods. You're only concerned about the lady shitting. Right. That's exactly <laughs> But it's his friend now. Exactly. It. This is off the oh rails even for us today. I'm in trouble. No, I don't know. I, I, I just think that, you know, future and potential employee em, employers will be dissecting this podcast and and they won't oh, be hiring so, me. So, so they invite – I love how – I do love how <laughs> – and it's worth it. It's totally worth it. I don't care. All right. I do love how Jenna and, and Aaron are always invite each other over because they invite uh, Matt and Aaron over for s'mores. Well, they don't have phones. They, uh, uh, uh. What do you mean? <laughs> because Aaron keeps just coming over. I've got some news for no, you. No, no. Matt invited him over. I mean, not Matt. Uh, oh, um, oh. Uh, Coop invited him over to surprise Jenna. Yeah, we're, I like. Oh, oh, we're talking about like, the s'mores. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're still in s'mores. Oh God. So, so then, <laughs> so then, Matt and Coop start talking, and Matt's like, "You know how I've had an attitude with you? Well, this is the reason why." And we find out that Matt had a very promising hockey career, but his dad died. I see dead people. And so he then had to take over the family business and give up his dreams of being a professional. I don't know if that was such a good idea. Because why did his family business, it's not like he was taking care of a parent or family member. He really had to keep this family business going. Most people don't have opportunities to be in a, you know, to be a, 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 a pro hockey player. Yeah, he was like literally days away from being signed to uh, yes. play professional hockey. Also, if his job now is that he's like real estate something, are you Lord, saying lawyer. that that at, you know, 19 2021 20, that he knew everything about real estate to take over the family business? Right. Oh. It's not. It's not like no. it was like a little family mom and pop shop, and like he needed to work there because like his mother was raising other kids or something. It was like it was a business. Probably had a fully functioning staff that could have done it without. Oh. Him. 
Right. Well, they always do it on Days of Our Lives, take over the family business, like the cosmetics company or the television station or the oil wells. Well, I don't, I don't get it. They're trying to make him look like he's this really noble guy, but that just doesn't look seem like a, a, right. a, a good decision. Right. They could have said he had to take care of his mother, take care of somebody's grandmother. All right. That's a choice, but I had to run I, the family business. I wonder if in one of the early drafts of the script, the uh, didn't make it pro was part uh, was going to be um, uh, Coop's storyline. Like, I wonder if him, and instead of him actually being a pro player, he, like, never made it to pro. And, like, and I wonder if they put some of those attributes on this other character. That would have had more gravitas, actually, Maybe. if he, if Coop was, like, more just bitter. Because yeah. Coop was very happy. He yeah. was hurt. Even though he was hurt, he was pretty happy for the most part. Uh, key for Sutherland when he was inside the actor's studio. That's his favorite word. Gravitas. gravitas. Uh, oh, so Coop tells Matt, you know what? I respect what you did. And then they're now instant friends. And and then, then we find out who invented the s'mores. Ugh. The Girl Scouts. Hmm. Okay. So, so do you hate the Girl Scouts, Jason? No, I don't care. For doing that? Well, you like their cookies, right? They're fine. Oh, there's another sugar rush. Kurt, what's your favorite Girl Scout cookie? Oh, man, it's that Samoa. Now, now do are like we still Samoa? allowed to call them Samoas? Why? What do they call weren't them they, now? Weren't they changing the name? There was talk of changing the name. Well, the funny thing is, is they are called Samoa here in Southern California, but where I grew up, I don't, they called them something else where I grew up. Because they were talk, there was talk of changing the name because there was talk that it might be racially insensitive calling it a Samoa. Okay. But I haven't heard anything else and I guess, you know, they never changed it. So. Do you guys have Spiced wafers over there? I only eat Samoas. That's the only Girl Scout cookie I like. No, but but separate from that, do you, do you get do you get spiced wafers in the autumn, or is that that spiced might just wafers. be autumn? We live in California. What's autumn? Might be a regional thing. What is a spiced wafer? It's it's um, I it might be a regional thing. So it might be in the Philly area, South Jersey area. Um, it's but a I grew cookie. up in Allentown. Yeah, so it's a brown cookie. It it has a it's got molasses. It it has a cloves flavor. It's very very heavy on that. Okay, and it only it only comes out in you know it only be out in like October November. But is it like those it. those like brittle wafer cookies with like that cream inside? It's just like a flavored cream or what? No, no, there's no cream inside of it. It's just a round brown cookie. Sounds boring. No, that doesn't good. sound. Right. It's good. And Kurt, good. we don't we don't celebrate fall. I had no. one day of fall. I, that was one thing. Like when I was in Minnesota, I was like, "Oh, look, orange trees. Good. I've seen it. Done. A day of fall. That's all you need." Well, they're all in. It's we're 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 all in uh, here on the East Coast. Yeah, we drink pumpkin spice lattes. That's about it. I eat pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving. 
I Kirk, saw something like pump, pumpkin spice the other day that I was like, do we need this to be pump? It, was it popcorn? Ew, that sounds disgusting. And there was something, maybe it, there was a cereal that had it too. There was something where it's like, I didn't, I, I know they put pumpkin spice on pretty much everything, but there were a couple things where I was like, I, I don't know if we need that with pumpkin on we don't, it. Yeah, we don't need it on everything. Like for a latte every now and then is pretty good. Mm. But popcorn, yeah, that does not sound good. Oh, I wouldn't mind it. Um, oh, there's an ice storm. Cut. Wait. Oh, wait. First, they go into the barn. Oh, she needed to go get some more. Oh, wait. Felix well, and for- his dad show up yes. at night. Slow down. Yes. yes. What were Felix <laughs> and his dad doing lurking at night? They, they, they saw a fire, and they wanted to make sure everything was okay. That, was, that is what they said in the movie. They came over because they saw fi- fire and they wanted to make sure everything was okay. But I like that as they're explaining this, mm-hmm. the dad is literally just sitting down without even being invited to stay and have a s'more. Like they just sit down and then we're offered. <laughs> what are you What are you doing in my bedroom? It's 2 a.m. I, I, I saw a nightlight on. Yeah. I wanted to come in and make sure everything was all make right. Make sure you were tucked in. <laughs> and while I'm here, I'll have a s'more. Thank you very much. <laughs> now scooch over. I want a place to sit down. Right. The Felix's father, he looked like he was ashamed that he had lines of dialogue. He, he kind of like <laughs> sat down and kind of looked at the ground. Like, we could put your head up. You're a new character. We want to see what the fuck you are. And do you think he was someone's friend? See, I'd be a good acting coach. <laughs> I did a Kurt Fitzpatrick coaching session. Oh, do I think he's someone's friend? Yeah, um, like, do you think he was given, like, you did know... Did you read the credits? Somebody? He got a couple scenes. Well, who... What, what's going on? What is he... Hooking up with the executive producer? She's like, I'm going to give you a couple parts if you... No, I I, I don't know. He had, he had a couple scenes. I think he was probably... He could have been... Uh, I, I don't want to seem insulting. He could have been, like, a local actor who auditioned for a couple scenes. He was maybe fine. maybe they rewrote the scene at the last minute, and his like script was down on the ground, so he's like looking at it as a reference. And then he's like, "Oh, oh wait, I'm on camera. I got to look up." Yeah, that's probably what happened. That's an amateur move. So, so then Coop was like, "You know what? I can help you, Felix. I can I can get you together on the on the hockey in the hockey rink." And then. Uh, Coop and Jenna go to get wood in the barn, and that's when wood, Coop huh? is like, you know, you should just fix up this barn and make this your teacher classes here. Which I think is a cool idea, and that's the only time we hear about that stupid idea. Mm-hmm. Why and even Jen- talk about it? Well, Jenna's like, no, we're to try <laughs> So then... <laughs> Her voice is kind of grating. <laughs> then... Uh, do these people ever have sex? Now, now is, is this a, is it a religious thing that's going on here? Or are they just, are they tired? Nobody wants to have sex. You mean in Hallmark movies in general or this one specifically? I guess, I guess so. I mean, cause, cause right after this, they're, they're sleeping on a couch. Oh, cause there's an ice but, storm coming. But, but that's, oh, oh. I mean, no, that's no, no, how, on, that's a, pardon the pun, a hallmark <laughs> of these Hallmark movies is that they are, like, deliberately chased. And the the sort of tension ideally builds throughout the movie so that the big payoff is that they kiss, not that they bang it out. Right. Yeah. 
because yeah, there was an ice storm coming, and so she she they had like an ice storm party where Matt and Aaron came over. We're way ahead of ourselves time. here, though. Okay. Hmm? So we're 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 jumping ahead, though. We uh, oh. they they go to the ice rink. Uh, so that Coop can oh, uh, coach yeah. Felix. And Coop made Matt come along. And Matt was like, why am I here? And Coop's like, well, I can't skate right now, so I need you to get on the ice. So basically it's forcing Matt like, hey, remember how you used to like hockey? You're going to like it again. Get on the ice. Right. And Matt was very good at what he did. Yeah. And then we get to a, a Felix learning how to keep the puck montage. Right. Mm. Which, you know... As montages go, yeah. Did you enjoy that less? I know you were really like hot. No, I need outfits. <laughs> I need I need outfits in my montages. Yeah. Um, and then Jenna and Aaron show up, and and Aaron notes that Matt hasn't smiled this much in a long time, which makes me wonder: Are they in a loveless marriage? Right. Well, I bet they banged it out that night because he's back on the ring, back in the ring. Oh, oh, good theory. Right? But we don't see it on camera. Nope. Because it's Hallmark. Only in, our, only in our minds. I mean, if this was Lifetime, they would he would have already showered, and we would have seen him in the shower. Yeah. I like Lifetime. So then that ice storm was coming. Oh, okay. And, and you know, then we learned about ice storm snacks. The power went out. Um, then Aaron and Matt came over in the ice storm to play poker. They, they played poker. <laughs> so then- Coop comes over and she gives him hell for walking over on his ankle because it's slippery. And this happens literally right after she told Aaron and Matt to come over to the house. Right. So, meaning, like, weren't they walk, walking on slippery ice too? Well, no, she, I guess not. She, she, you know, she's the, she's like, I don't care about them. I, 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 I don't care if their ankles get broken. So, oh, so then, it, and doesn't Matt, doesn't Coop tell her something about it's all about moderation and you need to be like. You need to stop being so all or nothing. Is that in this so, scene? Uh, like it was just a kind of a throwaway. So, so then, oh, that's right. So then when Aaron and Matt come over, it, the power's out. So Aaron's like, so what's going on with you two? You know you like him. And she couldn't see that Matt was there, basically. I mean, Coop was there hearing the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, she's like, so has he parked the pink school bus? And then he like walked in <laughs> and heard her. <laughs> I have never heard that term before and I'm I stealing am- it. <laughs> See, you learn things on this podcast. Wow. I never heard that either. Um, oh, so, so then the party's over. I guess she made her friends walk home in the ice storm. We, we did get a slight nice. justification, though, that they have, uh, uh, they called them clampons. I guess it's like things you put on your shoes that probably put spikes in it so you can walk on the ice. Ah, 
Sounds like a screw up your shoes. So, so Jenna's like, okay, so you can stay here, and I'm going to sleep on the couch, and you can sleep on the other couch. Here we go. And they went to their respective couches. And they have all of the candles in the state of Connecticut lit in that living room. It was a genuine fire hazard. Yes. Yeah, I'm surprised that Felix's dad didn't stop in. Yeah. Right? Hey, what? you got another couch? Don't mind if I do. And there's some candles on. Right? Oh, so the next day, Jenna gets a phone call, and we find out that the power line was down, was like, fell in front of the studio, so they don't have access to it. And so then Jenna's like, oh, shit, we're going to be behind on our rehearsal. And then uh, Cooper's like, well, you know what? Why don't you come to the rink with me? And then what happened? They hung out. Yeah, he basically well, well, they, yeah. he, he uh, is like, okay, uh, there's actually no practice today. It's been canceled. She's like, why are we here? He's like, well, I'm going to get you on the ice now. Yes. And it was a very boring scene. Yeah, kind of tricked her. So, so then, the next scene is them putting up the posters, right? Yes. Yes. And then all of a sudden, the moms turned really <laughs> evil for no reason. The other moms. Hmm. Must be a backstory. Because she's putting up a poster, and she looks, and the other the other mom is like giving her like a dirty look, and then walks away. And then we find out that the other company is performing last. Yeah. We, Jenna's uh, group was supposed to be the final performance, but this dance team must have talked to somebody because now they've got the, the coveted slot. Ooh. Right. And then, oh, you know. And then Coop actually gave her some good advice, which I fully agree with. He's like, just make your routine really good and make it count. And so it doesn't matter where you are in the... In the lineup, if, if you have if you have a really good routine, so so then I I did like this part because then Felix is hanging out and his friends are all like, hey, you want to come play hockey with us? And Felix is like, no, I have dance class, and you can tell that the friends were giving him that look, you know that look, but then Coop is like, well. You know, I'm taking dance class too, and that's what all athletes do. And then the kids were like, "Oh my god!" If Coop does it, then it's cool. So I did like that part. I did too. And I so want to give good. credit to Hallmark Channel uh, because you know we, we we do kind of blast them for their their slow progress in being a little more inclusive. Uh, it was just a couple of years ago that Hallmark was getting a ton of crap. For that uh, commercial that was going to have two women kissing. And yes. did you see mm. the commercial they showed next? They showed a commercial for Apritude, which is uh, these are shots that you can take uh, that replace taking prep. So this is a product that is uh, very, very much geared towards uh, sexually active gay men. And this commercial featured guys full-on cruising each other at the airport. And we see a full-on kiss between two men in this commercial. Yay, Hallmark! Yes. 
I'm still going to continue to take prep, though. I don't need a shot. Yeah, I don't need a shot every three months either. <laughs> I learned some things about cruising. So, Oh, what did you learn? From some various things that I – some various media I consumed. Um, so when you're cruising, you're not supposed to smile, right? Is that, is that right? I mean, you can. You can. It's basically – it's movie. just a, a, a blatant checking each other out at the same time and kind of allowing yourself to get caught but then pretending like you didn't see. Because uh, sometimes – Oh, no, sorry, what were you saying? No, this movie with Colin Firth, uh, the one where his wife, he pushed the wife down the stairs, or she fell down the stairs, that, the HBO movie. I forget what it's called. I think it's called The Woman Who Fell Down the Stairs. But he's, <laughs> but he's, but he's gay, and he goes to, um, he's kind of like closeted kind of sort of. Anyway, it's a good movie, but it's like a limited series. But there's a, there's a, a scene where he goes to like an adult bookstore and he cruises and he's just looking at the guy and they're not, they're not smiling. And then I read Harvey Firestein's uh, autobiography and he said, he wrote something about that. He said, he said that somebody was cruising him and did something that you never do when you cruise. He smiled. Oh, see back when I was single, sometimes you like you'd cruise. Cause sometimes you cruise someone and you're, you're not, sure but if the person kind of flashes a genuine smile it's like oh okay mm -hmm. it's okay to approach yeah. but the reason you don't normally smile is you know and this is in a time before you know before this sort of um openness about gay sexuality existed you you would not smile because you didn't want other people to know you were you know you were worried about getting caught Right. Caught being gay out in the wild. Oh, okay. Right. So you don't want to yeah. smile because you don't want to tip your hat to anyone that shouldn't see what you're doing. Right. Hmm. Um, but, 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 wow. Well, I find that like, sad. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It totally was. Yeah, it was sad. Yeah. And still is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I know, because I forget, because, you know, living in L.A., I forget. Like, you know, I'll go to these other places, and it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. I was, in a, I was riding a subway one time, and I was, like, going to the gym. So I was wearing kind of, like, gym clothes kind of thing, and this guy was sitting across from me. And I just decided to just, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know why I did this, but I just, just decided to, like, look at him, like, for oh. a little longer than you would look at somebody. And then I just, and I just looked away. And for the, I mean, this guy, his eyes were on me then for the, the for the rest of the ride. He would right. not look. Anytime I look, I look back. This this guy was this guy was staring into me because he thought you were cruising him. Well, I didn't. I I wasn't. Kurt, are I you on Appertude? Playing a dangerous game. <laughs> I kind of wanted to see what would happen. Well, you saw what would happen. <laughs> I feel like you accidentally time. cruised. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? I feel like you were accidentally cruising. Right. I was. I think I was. Yeah. It wasn't going to yeah, go there for. <laughs> I guess it was flattering. Because then that's his kind of. That's his kind of like. If you look at him a little too long, that's his kind of his entree into. You know. Voo. <laughs> Voo. All right. This is getting uncomfortable. I've revealed too much. Um, no, it's fine. It's fine. 
Okay. <laughs> oh, so th- so this is why she's kind of a drip, this Jeff. <laughs> because he's trying to help her out. So he's like, hey, why don't you have like an athletic sort of a therapy component as well? Or, you know, a component where like kids that that will help kids like Felix who are trying to learn, you know, balance and other things. Why don't you have a class like that too? And she's like, no. And he's like, you know, I'm trying to help you, dummy. (laughs) (laughs) And then, oh, I like this part too, because he's like, you need to do something because you're running out of options. You can't be like Miss Picky. You need money. Idiot. Miss Piggy. Picky. Miss big... Piggy? No, Miss Picky. <laughs> oh, big difference there. Because she, then she's bitching about money, and he's like, you're <laughs> bitching about money, but I'm giving you I, options yeah. that will help you. The cock crow? <laughs> 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 That's that was this. Man. That was this. Like the dance montage came up. Was it right after that or what? Well, we see. Yeah, I'm not quite sure where we're at, but Matt <laughs> is with Coop and mm-hmm. Felix's dad watching the kids play hockey. And okay, yeah, I'm there. Matt's dad somehow offers. I mean, uh, Felix's dad somehow offers Matt the job to coach the team next year? Yes. He's got a lot of free time. Yeah. But the way that it was presented in the movie in that beat was as if this is the dream job Matt has been waiting for his entire life. It's like you're coaching a kids hockey team. Like, I don't like he may genuinely want to do that, but it didn't seem like it was a culmination of his life's work. Right. Yeah, here's a little, right. here's a little nugget after your life crushing experience yeah. of not being able to play hockey in the NHL. Was it NHL? I think yeah. I was saying yes, National Hockey League. And then I like Coop is like, uh, dude, you need to say yes. Just do it. I'm sure yeah. at this point Coop is like, Jenna's an idiot, and you're being an idiot too. Just say yes already, and Jenna get it together. But then we find out that Coop has passed his physical. Yeah. And then he has one more lesson. And then they go to Winterfest. And then they get to Winterfest. And then the cousin, Cousin Killjoy, shows up. And like, guess what? You're back on the team, and you need to leave now. The reasoning for getting him on the team was so dumb, though. It was like some, like, rando posted a a video of Coop practicing with the the minor league team, and it went viral, and basically the the team owners of the Rangers are like, oh, he's back on the ice, and he looks good. Let's get him back right away. It's like, yeah. wouldn't they have known that he was good because they got the report from the doctors? I guess. Nope. And I do love, let's go now. We're going now. Like, yes, now. He's like, we're trying to get laid. There really are 
cock blockers like that, though. So many cock yeah. blockers in this movie. Seriously. No, I mean, this is an accurate portrayal of a cock blocker. This is the most real Hallmark has ever gotten. <laughs> At least and so the cock crow, the cock block. Yeah, lots of cock in this movie. Oh, what's going on? It's too yeah. much for me. I do, I do give her credit though because she's like, you know, it's your, you need to go. It's your career, it's your job, go. And she didn't like stand in the way, and she wasn't like a sourpuss about it. No. So I did she give did her credit. Cry, and she's she like kind of realistic about it. You know, she's like, we knew it was only going to be a month anyway. In fact, she's like, watch, you know, sees part of the game, and she's like cheering him on his first yes. game back. You go, Coop. Yeah, and so he scores the winning goal. And then um, he, he wins the game. And then instead of saying, I'm going to Disneyland, he says, I'm going back to whatever town we were at. Avon. And so she's all happy that Coop comes back. Everyone's like, oh, my God, it's Coop. Then one of the women's like, are Coop, are you going to be in the number? Are you doing the routine too? And Coop's like, uh, no. And so then, but Coop's like, but I'll gladly announce the, the dance kids. And then he does a move. He goes out to announce it and does like a little ballet move. And then this is the part, I did like this part at the end. Because she's like, well... What are we going to do? How are we going to make this work? And he's like, well, I'll just come in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Boom. That could work. And no one has to give up their lives. You rode a helicopter there, too. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like it was that far. He got there like the same night that he, you know, and maybe he could borrow the helicopter more. And that was it. The end. Well, they kiss. They said they loved each other. I was like, thank God love. this movie is over. They said, I love you love before him. they kissed, by the way. Well, he did. He said, yeah. I love you. And then they kissed. And then she said, oh, okay. Now I guess after that. And I was like, Luke McFarlane, Luke McFarlane, you are hot as hell, but not even you can save this movie. And then they went and they did it. And, they, and their chemistry, they had no chemistry. It was but a sloppy mess. And then Billy Eichner showed up at the door and said, I'll take you away from all this. The end. Oh, Jason, what did you think about Billy Eichner in the movie? And um, I, there were like, he's being Billy Eichner. It's it, like, if you like Billy's sense of humor, uh, if you, you know, if you've seen other things that he's done, like Billy in the Street, or if you've watched Difficult People, he is a very, very, very specific kind of comic sensibility. And if you like that, then you're going to love this movie. And if you don't like it, then then you won't won't like it. I thought he was, he was very good. Uh there were some scenes in that movie where I thought he was giving a fantastic performance. Others where I was like, ah, he's doing Billy Eichner here. I mean, because that because uh, some people were using that as a complaint, and my whole thing is, well, the character wasn't necessarily supposed to be likable. I thought that was the point. Yeah, I agree. You know, the point was he was not the nice one. The Luke McFarlane character was actually a nice person. That's what I gathered. Mm-hmm. 
Well, well, nice until a point, and then he wasn't so nice. Yeah. But you also learn you learn the why, and you you know he gives this really remarkable monologue on the beach in the movie, uh, which like you know you're going to see acting students doing that monologue for years. It's really really right. good. Uh, right. Where where it it very much humanizes why he is so bitchy about everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, I enjoyed it. Kurt, go see it. Okay. Um, and if you want to get a hold of me, you can find me on my website, leskirkendallbarrett.com. You can find me on Instagram at Kirkendall. And also, I was the guest on a, pot, on a storytelling podcast last week called Storyworthy. And it's a podcast that is hosted by uh, my friend Christine Blackburn, who is a comedian. And I told a 10-minute story on it, and it was a lot of fun. So check out uh, Storyworthy, wherever you get podcasts. Jason. You can, or actually you can, but you should. You should rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. Give us five stars, please. It helps more people find this podcast uh, because we want to grow our audience beyond just the, the gay niche because we are the first podcast ever hosted by two gay men and a straight man talking about Lifetime Hallmark movies. <laughs> Is that where we are? We're in the gay niche i don't know i don't know i'm just making a joke uh, <laughs> you can find all uh, all of us on uh, instagram and facebook at lifetime of hallmark podcast you can find me on facebook instagram and twitter at big shot jason kurt here i am rock me like a hurricane i just have this website kurtfistpatrick.com and you can watch different things my shows are over for now that's what i got Yes, I'm on a little break as well, and I'm actually happy about it. Maybe um, I should Twitch or TikTok or something. I don't know. Right. Um, and, and and what else? I was going to say something, and I totally, like, blanked I'm on. I'm trying to think if you have anything happening. Do you have a show coming I, up, though? No, I'm on a little. I My last show until January, which I can't announce where it is yet. But my last show was last week. And so now I'm on a little, I'm, I'm on a little, oh, I know what I wanted to say. Well, you guys, we've got like two weeks left and our tax season begins. Because in like three weeks, we start the countdown to Christmas. So... I'm wondering, should we watch gory movies? Well, it is. I mean, you know, Lifetime yeah. certainly uh, serves up, uh, you know, thrills and scares and things like that. So this might be a Lifetime month. Yeah, because next month, both Lifetime and Hallmark both start their Christmas movies. And you guys, you know what movie I want to see? And, well, one and it's not a Lifetime. I want to see that Lindsay Lohan mm -hmm. Christmas movie. You should watch that. Oh. Sure. Yeah. You know, I think, I think it, I, is that on Hallmark? No, it's, it's a Netflix. Netflix, but it's, it's that oh. it, it, they're clearly doing a Hallmark style movie with a bigger budget. Yeah. Netflix is getting into the game. I think, I think they're realizing, Hey, you know, we need to get out of this too. Anyway, well, that's I I have it. a crossover. I got a crossover and have 
<laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer in the Lindsay Lohan Christmas movie. Oh, a very, a very Dahmer Christmas starring that, Lindsay Lohan. That, that's a polarizing show. That, that's a totally polarizing show right now. Have you seen it, Jason? Yeah. Have you seen it, Kurt? Yeah. Oh, that's right. We're talking about it. Yeah, I just, I just, I watched the whole thing. I just am not in an emotional place to watch it right now. I'm still a little, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little sensitive at the moment. So, (laughs) yes, it's 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 kind of hard to watch. It's good. It's uh, it's well done though. Even though. We have Kurt and I have a friend in it who I hear does a great job. Yeah, he's in it quite a bit. I have another friend who's in it as well. Um, well, I could just see what they are because actually, uh, yeah, because their names are in the credits. No big secret. Uh, KP, uh, I don't know what KP has a what, what's KP's last name? I, I can't know. pronounce it. Yeah, well, <laughs> so, so KP play, he's a friend of ours, and he plays the um. He's the Asian father who's in it. He's in um he's in it throughout the whole thing. And then a friend of mine, uh John Grady is in one scene. He's like in it's like in one episode he plays a plays a lawyer. Yeah, my friends I have a, my friend Teddy's in it, my friend Jim is in it, but I and I haven't heard about their scenes, but I heard that like KP actually did like a fantastic job in it. Yeah. Yeah, he's very good in it. So, if you have the bandwidth to, to be able to deal with Dahmer, watch it. <laughs> anyway, I'm starving, so I'm going to go. And Kurt, it's, probably, it's late for you, right? Yeah, I'll be going to sleep. Anyway, I'm going to go eat. So, until next time, bye. Bye. Bye.